and this is the art of less doing. I'm going to teach you how to optimize, automate, and outsource everything in your life, including your health, in order to be more effective. I want you to stress less, free up as much time as possible, and do the things you want to do. Okay, welcome back to Less Doing Podcast. This is episode 209. Today I interviewed Clint Arthur, who is a guy who will show you how to get yourself known for being an authority, for one thing. It was a really cool interview. And uh, it was also, I got the best pitch email ever from him to be on the podcast. So it was just great. And I've got Nick here as, a, as my, I can't say co-host at large anymore. I feel like you're almost the official co-host now. So hey, Nick. Yeah, I need to get my face up on the, uh, on the podcast screen. Yeah, it should be <laughs> arm in arm. Um, okay, well, so I want to get right into this. The first link that I want to share, well, we have we have some updates to give people, obviously, about last week and everything, but I just want to share this one because it's just funny. So this guy, it's called the Jolly Roger Telephone Company. It's a Kickstarter campaign that was not successfully funded, but basically this guy created an automated system for dealing with telemarketers. Now, the reason I want to bring this up is because I want to recognize the talent of this guy. <laughs> there have been other systems, other attempts, other apps, there's all sorts of things to deal with telemarkers. But what this one does is it sort of takes the approach of the Jerry Seinfeld thing where it's like, or not even the Jerry Seinfeld thing, but basically trying to protect other people from telemarketers as well. So it's not enough to just hang up on them or stop them from contacting you. You also have to basically tell them that you are, or you have to basically take up their time so they can't bother other people. So the Jolly Roger Telephone Company is a system that answers the phone and will keep the caller on the line for a while. It recognizes the bad numbers. So it recognizes the caller ID numbers. It recognizes when there's a computer that is, you know, making a call and then waiting for you to answer. And then it, it has like all these random recordings. And the funniest thing is you have to, you guys have to go to the link and listen to a couple of the examples, but it's not just like, Oh yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, he's got, he'll, he'll pick up and be like, hello. Like, hi, sir. This is so-and-so calling from Boba. And he'll be like, Oh, you ever had one of those days where the kids are just driving you crazy and he'll go on like this story for two minutes and then the person will be like, okay, sir, so can I tell you, know, like, it's really well done. Is there any artificial intelligence to it or no. it's like just pre-recording? It's just pre-recorded. I mean, it, it's, it's, it, yeah, no, I mean, other than the fact that it's recognizing that they're bad calls and like once it knows it's a bad number, then it adds it to a blacklist essentially. But I mean, okay. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of that movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger like 20 years ago. Remember yes. when he was like stuck in a movie? Uh, last, last Action Hero. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Remember that and scene he, where he, yes. he's talking to his wife? He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah right. And he had the, uh, the tape <laughs> for the shrew. That was good. good. Yeah. That was a good memory. So anyway, I just like that one. All right. So anyway, with that, I want to give a little bit of update to everybody. So last week we had our first... BPO workshop, our first less doing business process optimization workshop. And we had, uh, we had about 30 people actually in the end. And it was, it was great. I mean, we obviously have like a lot that we're learning from the experience, but I think it went really well. Do you want to tell people a little bit? Yeah. I mean, for a first crack at it, I mean, everyone seemed really happy and the feedback so far has been very positive. I mean, I just forwarded you a message that we got from John Raymond's and he said that he's expecting a quick 50% increase in productivity for his business. So it was great. You know, Joe Polish was there. We had Christian from Christian Hero X. Yeah. Um, you know, it was a really interesting lineup and, and, you know, 
they all spoke and had some really, really interesting stuff to talk about too. And yeah, it was cool because it's like a small group. So we were really able to be hands-on, which we wanted. And I think we were very effective. So I can't wait yeah. for the next one. Yeah, I was happy. And again, we, you know, everything that Nick and I seem to do together was like an experiment. So we learned a ton from this. It was, it was great because basically the first day was focused on theory for the most part. And the second day was focused on implementation. And I think in the future, we'll probably mix that up a little bit. But the point was, is that people learned a lot about the strategy of why we do what we do and recommend what we do. And they were able to leave with stuff actually implemented. So it was great. We're going to be having those probably quarterly and eventually we'll have them monthly. And the other thing that we announced at that event was the launch of our business bootcamp. So any of you who've been members of the Less Doing Bootcamp, which is based on Facebook, now we're going to have the business bootcamp version, which will be based on Slack and will be for your entire team to get on. And you can learn how to not only set up the tools that we recommend, but also basically fulfill what we believe is the never-ending journey of optimization. You can always make things a little bit better. And just to piggyback off that, one of the big highlights of the business bootcamp is going to be the ability to on-demand request video tutorials for any tool or process that you want to implement. You can request for us to, for instance, if you want to switch from Outlook to Gmail or you want to link five different Google accounts into one email in inbox, you, know, you can request us to make a video for you. And on demand that's 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 included with the price not to mention you'll have access to a whole library of content and videos weekly webinars from us you know really just leveraging the community of you know high level CEOs that will be in the group that you can you know, ask questions to as well. So we're planning on launching officially in the next week or two from when this comes out. And we'll have a webpage to share with everybody shortly. But in the meantime if you are interested you can send an email to Nick at lessdoing.com. Okay, so uh, the next link that I want to tell you about, this is a random one, but I really like the idea. There's a website called buymeonce.com. And all it is, is products that should last you a lifetime. <laughs> so it's everything from kitchen stuff to clothing and even tools and toys. And I, I love the idea, you know, so you're not, you don't have to constantly replace things. You're not throwing things away, recycling, you're dealing with any of that stuff. Obviously, there is an efficiency in that. If you can buy something once and then never have to worry about it again. Uh, so... They don't have a ton of stuff on it right now, but I, I there is there are some good things. There's like Le Creuset pots, which are definitely will last you forever, and I, it's a great idea grouping together these things that that you don't have to replace. So that's a small little one. Okay, so this one is great. It's from a company called HDP Health, and basically it is a summarization service for medical research papers. So all you do is you give your email and a link to the article or the research paper, and they will send you a summary of it, which is really good because first of all, I'm talking about medical studies all the time on this podcast. And if, even if you're dealing with an illness and you just are not of the mindset of reading a medical study, which honestly, it's not the most intuitive thing to do, then this is a great service and you can get your first one for free. So they will give you a summary in plain English so that you can understand what the study is really talking about. Cool. It's a good idea, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, this one I thought you'd like, and I thought we could actually try this. This is Alt. Uh, do you know who Alton Brown is? No. Okay, so Alton Brown, he's a chef. He's on the Food Network, and he had a show years ago. But basically, what it was was it was like the science of food. So it was a cooking show, and he'd have recipes and everything. But he'd also explain to you like why the bread was rising because the bonds of these carbon chains were, you know, like it was just. Oh, Good Eats. Good Eats was the name of the show. So it was just great. I always love the show. And so he's very like scientific about stuff. So he has a recipe that he just posted up, which he said is the best recipe he's ever come across for cooking a steak. 
So I thought you would like this. Uh, so it, it's a very interesting thing. It's not necessarily about like, it's not about spicing or anything. You basically, you put a, a pizza stone in the oven and you get it super, super, super hot, like 500 degrees hot. And you keep the steak is in the fridge. Okay. So you take it out of the fridge, you put some salt on both sides and you freeze the steak. So now while the free, the steak is freezing, you cut up like your, your, it, he has you do leeks and some other stuff with it. And you wait for an hour of it freezing and of the stone getting hot. Okay. So it is super, super, super hot. And the steak is practically frozen. And then you take it out and you put it on the pizza stone for like four minutes on one side, three minutes on the other side. And that's it. Hmm. And yeah. And so it's called, he calls it his thermal shock porterhouse recipe. And supposedly it makes like the most delicious, tender, amazing steak you can imagine. Huh. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like the idea. Uh, and I, I mean, I have to try it. I think it'd be fun to try. Any recommendations that he has for a brisket? I just bought a three and a half pound brisket that I was going to give a stab at tonight. <laughs> uh, just find any Jewish mother and do a good brisket recipe. <laughs> uh, I, I gotta, I'm going Texas style. Ah, okay. Like beef tips. Yeah. Um, he probably does. Okay. So this one I thought you would like. There was a study done that grip strength can predict a person's self-control and ability to complete schoolwork. Hmm. Okay. So what, the stronger grip, the... I wouldn't think it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically, the stronger your grip and the longer you can hold a strong grip, they can correlate that to your ability to have self-control. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So they, they, basically, they were like, we, they, they even admitted like that they can't even guess at what the causation is or the correlation, but it, it does seem to be very, very well correlated that stronger grip leads to more self-control. So I don't know if that means that if you train yourself to have a strong grip, you're going to have more self-control, but maybe. I don't know. I mean, if you have a strong grip, you're probably an athlete on average. And maybe if maybe, you know, just by the nature of being an athlete, you have to have some discipline to be waking up early and working out multiple hours a day. Could be, <laughs> I don't know, but it's something to think about. So you can, te you can even test your strength and see what effect that might have. Cool. Um, okay. So then the last thing is law trades. And I don't know if I've mentioned law trades before, but uh, they're in Slack now. So basically, Law Trades is an on-demand lawyer service or legal service, and you can get documents reviewed or created or leases looked at very quickly and pretty cheap. So we have a law firm for our company, of course, but we also use Law Trades because they're really quick and cheap for reviewing, you know, like an NDA or something. And now that they're in Slack, it's even easier. So check out Law Trades. We, I, we highly recommend it. It's a, it's a really cool service. Cool. Um, and then the last thing I just want to mention is so like it, this week is going to be an interesting week for the the sharing economy for, for me and, well, not for you so much, for me, I guess. Um, so the first thing is that I'm going to be using ClassPass this week. And if, for those of you who don't know what ClassPass, you basically pay 100-ish bucks a month depending on where you live. And you get unlimited classes at any one of dozens of studios in your uh, where you live. So it's really cool. And like I, tonight, I have five different boxing classes that I can choose from at five different studios. So uh, ClassPass is, is well, it seems like it's going to be awesome. And then the other thing is that this week, we're going to be signing up for Croissant, which is a service. It's called Get Croissant. And it allows you to have, for $100 a month, you can use 40 hours at any one of over a dozen co-working spaces here in the city. So it's not so much on demand as a sharing economy. And I really love this idea of being able to sort of try and move around. I'm one of those people who really benefits from working 
and uh, working and also like trying out new things and new places. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah. I'm excited to try that on Thursday with you. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, any oh, new Cal- yeah, Calvin just had an update yesterday and we are starting to get users and it is actually working and easier than text and email at this point, I can safely say. So give Calvin a try, you know, store those restaurant ideas that you someday want to go to, or, you know, that person that you've been trying to get together with, you know, download the app and uh, get started. And it literally will save you hours a week in scheduling. Yeah, it's it's a really, really great tool, everybody. You got to check it out. So uh, thanks, Nick. And uh, everybody uh, check and out. For, the- and for Calvin, go to calvinapp.com to download it. Yes, of course. And we'll have that in the show notes. Uh, So uh, enjoy the interview with Clint Arthur and we'll see you next week. See ya. The Less Doing Podcast pulls together the top experts in the industry to help you optimize, automate, and outsource everything in your life so you can start doing the things you really want to do again. What would you do if you could only work an hour a day? Would you crumble or would you thrive? When I was sick with Crohn's disease, I was faced with that reality because there were days when I literally couldn't eat out more than an hour of work a day. And I had to figure out ways to not only get everything done, but get more done than I was doing before. And that is how less doing was born. Less doing is about you. It's the easiest way to learn and implement a huge amount of productivity tips into your life in a short amount of time. Whether you're a crazy, busy business owner, a tired executive in a large company or a stressed out soccer mom, We've brought it all together for you to help you overcome the overwhelm in your life. For the latest how-tos and actual tips on becoming more productive, sign up for my newsletter over at lessdoing.com. But I want to offer you all something more. As listeners of this podcast, I want to give you the opportunity to get on the phone with one of my Less Doing certified coaches. I've trained each one of them myself, and they really know what they're doing. The first call is completely free and you will get some real advice and tips on how you can be more productive in your life and get back to making things easier again. Thanks for listening, and now enjoy the interview. So now I'm speaking with Clint Arthur, who is the CEO of Status Factory and the author of a brand new book called Performance. Hi, Clint. Great to be with you, Ari. Thanks for inviting me on this outstanding podcast program. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you for taking the time to speak to me. And thank you for, for getting in touch uh, to, to make the opportunity a possibility. So first of all, what is Status Factory? We are dedicated to the idea that in order to be successful in the world as an entrepreneur, you need to be a higher status than your customers, prospects, and competition. People only pay lots of money for products, services, coaching, etc., to people whom they perceive to be higher status than they are and that they look up to and admire. And all of the work that we do is about helping our clients raise their status in the eyes of customers and prospects and relative to their competition. Okay. Uh, which That sounds fantastic. Uh, can you sort of tell us like a high-level overview of how you accomplish that? Sure. The easiest way to raise your status is with celebrity. So how do you create celebrity, real celebrity? Well, it's amazing, but it's actually easy, fast, and inexpensive to do it by going on local TV news and talk show interviews and starting out in little markets 
with ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox TV news and talk shows in little tiny cities like Albuquerque, New Mexico, or Tucson, or Reno, and then working your way up, basically paying your dues in the world of TV news and talk shows as a guest expert on your topic and becoming better and better at it and earning your way onto bigger shows and bigger markets like New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, Boston, Dallas, Houston, San Francisco, etc. So that's one way that we do it. The other way that we do it is with prestige speaking engagements. When you say to a customer or prospect, you know, I'm really passionate about this topic. In fact, I'm going to be speaking about it in a couple of months at Harvard Faculty Club. That immediately creates a perception of high status and being a thought leader. Another way to do it is to speak someplace like West Point. And we have events where our clients get to speak at Harvard Faculty Club and at West Point in order to raise their status. So those are a couple of the ways that we do it. Prestige speaking and TV news and talk show celebrity. That's interesting. So, and, and that, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. So obviously if you tell people that it, it, it will have impact, um, I personally, I, I like being able to tell people that I've spoken or I've worked with the U S army. So yeah, I, I, I totally get that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and what is your, your background that brought you to this point? Donald Trump has been an influence in my life for a long, long time. When I was an undergrad at the Wharton Business School, I first read his book, The Art of the Deal. And I didn't understand what he was doing at the time. I was just a kid. I didn't know. What he was doing was he was creating positioning as a celebrity and a thought leader. And he's been building that and building that and building that all this time. And, you know, when I finally got to meet him, a couple of weeks ago in Las Vegas. It was such a thrill, not only because he was a really nice guy, but to see what he's accomplished, to, you know, to, to consider how he has used celebrity to position himself as the most famous person on the planet, arguably next to Kim Kardashian or even above Kim Kardashian, and to leverage that into becoming the presumptive nominee for the Republican Party in this presidential election. Now, my journey with celebrity has not been as long as Donald Trump's. He's been doing this. When I was an undergrad in 1987, he was already doing it. I've only started doing it since five years ago, 2010. I, I wrote a book. I wanted to promote the book. I talked to Jack Canfield about it. I believe in mentors speeding your way through your progress. I said, Jack, how do you sell lots of books the way you've done? He says, you got to go on TV. You got to go on radio. So that's exactly what I did. I called up a publicist in New York City. I said, get me on the Today Show. I want to promote my book. And she laughed at me. She said, Clint, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard. You're a middle-aged guy nobody's ever heard of. You got a self-published book nobody's ever bought. No TV experience. They're never going to put you on the Today Show. You got to go on little tiny talk shows. I said, okay, like local TV? Yeah, local TV. Okay, great. Get me on in New York City. I, I'm, I'm a native New Yorker. Put me on NBC New York or Good Day New York. And when she stopped laughing at me the second time, she said, Clint, 
I think I got you figured out. You're not really a business author. You're a comedian because that's the second hysterically funny thing you've said to me in 30 seconds. They're never going to put you on NBC New York. That's the number one market in America. It's practically the same as going on national TV. You have to go in little tiny shows. You're a middle-aged guy. Nobody's ever heard of. You got a self-published book. Nobody's ever bought. No TV experience. You got to go to little tiny cities and work your way up. I said, what do you mean? Like Salt Lake City, Utah? She said, that's exactly what I mean. I said, all right, well, let me see you do it. A couple days later, I get an email from this publicist. It says, congratulations, you're booked on TV in Salt Lake City, Utah. And I'm looking at my iPhone 3GS, reading that email, and I'm thinking to myself, why would they want to put me on TV in Salt Lake City, Utah? I'm a middle-aged guy nobody's ever heard of. I got a self-published book nobody's ever bought. No TV experience. Are they really going to put me on TV there? Well, they did. And I went there expecting to be awesome. And it turned out I, in reality, sucked. And so I called up this publicist. I said, get me some more of these local TV appearances so I can practice and get better. She said, okay, how many do you want? I said, get me three more. So she said, okay, great. What's the credit card number you want to charge them to? Now I'm paying this lady $1,500 per booking. And actually, that's a good deal. Because when you sign up with most publicists, it's usually no guarantees. It's 5000 a month, 10000 a month, whatever it is. And they're going to do a best efforts basis to get you on whatever publicity they get you. Now, at least with this lady, every time she booked me, I paid 1500 bucks. So in my first month, I spent $6,000 with this pay for placement publicity person. And I'm sitting in my living room watching the four clips with my wife a couple weeks later. And I said to her, what do you think? And she said, I think you suck. And I said, I agree. I need to do a lot more TV if I'm going to get good enough to ever get on the Today Show. And she said, yes, you, you will. I said, okay, so I'm going to call the publicist and have her book me on 10 more shows. And my wife goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why do you keep paying this lady? Why don't you book yourself on these TV shows? And I thought to myself, can you do that? Is it, <laughs> is it good? I mean, isn't it better to have a publicist do this for you? Don't you look like some kind of rank amateur if you're just calling them up? And it took me months to answer those questions and figure out how to do it. The first show I booked was in Biloxi, Mississippi. And then I booked New Orleans and then I booked Houston. My first year, I booked seven appearances. My second year, I booked another 20 appearances. Altogether, if I had been paying the, pl the publicist, it would have cost me over $40,000 to book all those appearances in just two years. And my 32nd appearance came almost two years to the day after I started doing this. It was on NBC New York, and I booked it by sending a cold email to a producer I've never spoken to before or since. And my 57th appearance was on the Today Show. They called me, and Brooke Shields and Willie Geist interviewed me on that show. And really, this was the culmination of not just the dream, but a whole concept, a theory that you can work your way up from little markets to big markets all the way to the biggest shows on TV. And along the way, I created my Magic Messenger formula, which basically is a mathematical system. If you put certain elements in the proposal, these producers cannot resist. And my students who have used this formula have booked themselves on more than 2,306 TV appearances in the last three and a half years. And they have worked their way up 
all the way to the biggest shows, including the Today Show, Dr. Oz, CNN, Good Morning America, HLN, The Doctors, etc., etc., etc. It has been an amazing experience, and along the way, it has changed a lot of people's lives and changed the world one messenger at a time. Well, and and that's a, I mean that's a really great story, and 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 not that my that this podcast is at any level of like the Today Show, but as I told you when you emailed me to come on the show, it was the it was without a doubt the best uh, email I've ever seen from somebody who wanted to be on the guest of the show. It just really was. So I, I guess I guess your formula does work because it was it was genuine. It wasn't like salesy or anything, and it really it was great. So um, obviously it works. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so what's performance about? Performance is what I have learned along the way. See, I have had the great privilege of coaching my hundreds of students. I've worked with more than 500 authors, speakers, coaches, and entrepreneurs who have booked themselves on TV news and talk shows and all kinds of different TV and media appearances. And every week I have a coaching webinar and I say, all right, who was on TV this week? And I watch their clips and every single week, I've got a student, I've got lots of students on TV every single week. And what I have been privileged to do is to observe what works, what's good, what helps people to do great on TV and in their media. And what I've found is that not only does this stuff help you to be good on TV, hey, it helps you to be good when you're doing Skype video. It helps you to be good when you're doing a webinar. It helps you to be good when you're doing any kind of marketing video. Hey, it even helps you to be good when you're doing one-on-one, in-person consultations or sales presentations with customers and prospects in live selling situations. It works for anything because the reality is if you're in business, then you need to be in show business because showbiz helps people to be more engaged in whatever you're doing. If you are entertaining a person, they are more engaged in what you're doing and that helps them to pay attention better. That helps them to take in your message better and that helps them to be motivated and called to action better. So performance is what I've learned by coaching students through 2,300 television appearances about how to be more entertaining in everything that they do. That's what that book is all about. Awesome. That's great. And so is the book available now? Yeah, it's on Amazon. Right. Okay, good. So and we're going to link to that in the show notes, of course. So what are your top three pieces of advice for people to be more effective? Okay. The first piece of advice is you have to realize that you need to be in showbiz. If you're not using showbiz techniques then you are being less effective than you can be and you need to be aware of the fact that you are doing showbiz. The second thing that I recommend people do is talk louder because the number one thing that people want from anything, any kind of interaction in any aspect of life is what they are looking for is energy. And the easiest, fastest, and simplest way to convey more energy is to talk louder. It's an amazing thing. All you have to do is speak louder and it forces you to be using and delivering more energy. 
And then the third piece of advice that is really a surprise to a lot of people, I, and, and I think, first of all, just speaking louder is something that not a lot of people are talking about. <laughs> so that, that should be a good one for most people. The second thing that's really, really, really great is costume. If you are not using a costume in your business and being deliberate about your selection and choices in costuming, meaning a uniform or some sort of appropriate garb, then you're really wasting a huge opportunity. Think about it. When you take your car into a mechanic, if they are wearing a mechanic's uniform and it is clean and has their name on it and the name of the company, don't you have a completely different opinion of them than if they're just some guy in a pair of jeans wearing a t-shirt? Of course sure. you do. And, and this is the point. If it works with a garage mechanic, would it work with a chiropractor? Of course it would. Would it work with a doctor? Hey, every doctor should be wearing a lab coat or surgical scrubs every single time you go in. And the same thing holds true with every different type of job you could possibly be doing. Figure out what is the costume that makes sense for what you're doing. Get it, wear it, and use it to make more money. That's I, that's great. I think I think that, I really like that. It's sort of like the idea of alter egos in a way, and I think it's it, that's great. So we'll we'll link to the book, of course. But where can people find out more about you and and your programs? ClintArthur.tv. Clint like Clint Eastwood. Arthur like the King. TV. Because I am looking forward to seeing you on television. <laughs> awesome. Well, Clint, thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Less Doing podcast. If you want to find out more information of the show, we would love to hear from you. You can go to lessdoing.com where you can look at Ari's blog, see the show notes for this episode, and also look at all the other episodes before this. If you want to send us a voicemail, we would love to hear from you and we'll play it on the show. You go to lessdoing.com, click on contact, and look on the right side of the page where you'll see a, a send voicemail button. Click on that and go ahead and record an audio message for us. You can also get in touch with us on Twitter. Ari's Twitter handle is at Ari Mizell, and mine is at Felix Bird. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. See you next time.